Hi everyone and welcome to episode 227 of the Mike Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always joined by KC. Nada. And we also have Connie for this one. How are you doing, mate? I'm alright, lads. See you. Yeah, pretty good. Connie's uh, camera may be a little bit shaky because his laptop decided to mess up right now, so he's on his phone. <laughs> we've only got, to be fair, we've only got Connie until he finds himself a move to the, back to the top tier. But yeah, I'm going back on more, but it's fine. There's no option to buy, so I could well be back. It's fine. You're yeah, Jack Harrison. You've put a decent shift in. You, you, you've sort of earned this in a way. Yeah, that's it. I'm one of the boys. Oh, really, so can let it go. <laughs> in a way, he's more Dan James because he was away all last season, so he didn't really bear the responsibility, and now he's back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm happy to be back. I never wanted to leave. It's all fine. <laughs> um, so, Wilf, well, on that subject, something that is adjacent to it, really, because it's the one person that doesn't have one of them stupid clauses. On the last podcast, we gave Willie Nonto a little bit of young man benefit of the doubt because it it only been one League Cup game. And Farker had said he's been back in training for two days, he's trained well, and basically he is in the plans. We thought, all right, well, we'll give you one lot of badly advised by an agent. You owe everyone an apology, but we might be willing to get past it. So anyway, by the sounds of it, just as the coach was about to fucking leave, he has decided, no, I'm not playing in this one either, because uh, I want to go. So basically, are we at full on fuck Vince, fuck this cunt at this point? Just done. Yeah, bollocks to him. Drive yourself to wherever Harry Redknapp is managing and pretend you put Peter Odom Wingy. Wow. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I hope you I don't get your move, you sly bastard. I, I, think, I think we've got a bit at this point. Yeah, I'm okay. See, it's. Um, it's one of two things he's either been very poorly advised by his agent or his attitude stinks. But to be honest, I think it's a perfect mixture of them both. Or both. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was, it, there was a few um, rumours on the last season about him like missing training and stuff like that, but nothing really confirmed. So I didn't I didn't I don't like to read much into all that because it was just stuff off wacko and things like that. But hmm. uh it seems to have gained a bit more traction now that he's been a bit like that. And it would explain why, like, Gracia and Allardyce were so reluctant to pick him at the back end of last season. Yeah, it's... Um, it, I think a lot of it, 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 it highlights... I mean, if I were a club that was sniffing around him, let's say in Everton, I know Tottenham have been mentioned that they're keeping an eye on it as well, but these clubs must surely be looking and thinking, well... You know, there's they've had numerous managers in after fast at the end of last season and one playing, and then this as well. And you know, is, is his attitude right? You know, is he being badly advised? Everything we've just been on about it, it don't it don't show him in a good light, does it? Let's put it that way. No, especially when Everton Everton were just kicking off about a player doing this in January. Anthony Gordon did this, like stop. Yeah. Like, so you would. I have seen a few, in fairness to him, I have seen a few Everton fans that are like, I don't particularly want him now <laughs> because of the way he's acting. But most of them are just, most of them are like, we probably would be. No, we can change him. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like someone who's watched too many Disney films looking at a partner that's uh, not quite up to standard, shall we say. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's really frustrating when you look at 
Um, I think like the, the the comparison point will be kind of like Ro- Romeo Lavia to to the extent of a young player, but he's he had a good season. I know it was in a poor team, but he himself had a good season. Um, whereas you'd have to say for Nonto, he had a good couple of months and then sort of dipped in and out of the team after that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, so, so the, the the idea that he would be entitled to be a Premier League player is um, somewhat laughable. But again, you know, we, I think we've said before, we, you always would love to see someone enforce a contract. Um, he's got four years left. He's an Italian international, so the idea that he would go to Everton for twenty million is is laughable. I don't even know where Everton are getting this money from at this point. No, and uh, just on, on that subject, Mancini has just left Italy, mm. uh, resigned, and by the sounds of it, to take the Saudi Arabia job because they just drove a big dump truck full of money up to his house. Uh, <laughs> so his sort of biggest supporter in the Italy setup is now gone. So yeah. I've seen him put that message out, aren't he? Um, thanking him for everything and all that, aren't he? As Nanto, um, yeah. Uh, do you know what though? The thing that gets me is it's just it, when he signed for Leeds. Let's face it, we weren't had, we weren't exactly flying last season when he signed. Yeah. He he'll have known, or you know, his agent, you know, unless he is a complete and utter moron will have known that there were a distinct possibility that we this could have happened for like when it signed. Cheers, Mars. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um... Close behind me. I'll tell you what, you don't you don't get this with the square ball, do you? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> you don't have shaky mobile phone cameras and clothes being exposed. It's this is real. This is uncut. <laughs> Yeah, I'm... but no, um, but, but like when when he signed for Leeds and he signed this contract, you know, they, they must have known that this was a distinct possibility. And just to turn around, I mean, if we were going to leave and play, then fine, no problem. But it just to refuse to play, it's just I, I think it's the only industry that I know of where you can turn around and go. Yeah, I don't want to work here anymore. I'd like to transfer to another department, and if you don't let me transfer right now, then I'm just not going to do my job. That won't wash in any other line of work. It's just it's, it's a joke, isn't it? Let's face it. I always wonder with stuff like this as well, um, because you, you, I, I don't know whether stuff like this gets announced anymore when a player has put in a transfer request because I obviously if you leave without putting in a transfer request you are still eligible to a number of your payments whereas if you hand in a transfer request and ask to leave then you forfeit the right to those um, now whether I, I don't know what the process is for stuff like that whether it, you know, it needs to be a, a written formal request or can you interpret someone's actions in such a way? But I can't imagine once you're downing tools and saying, I, I will not play, I will not travel. Um, 
that when you leave that Leeds are still going to say, well, you know, you've got this left on your contract plus there's all these, you know, image rights fees due. Like, um, whether whether he's bothered about that when you're looking at a move to another Premier League team, I don't know. But um, it, it is always interesting when you don't hear, like clearly someone wants out, but you don't hear that a transfer request has actually been put in. Well, in, in the actual club statement, it starts with, earlier this week, Willie Nonto and his representatives were informed by the club that he would not be sold this summer. That's like the start of it, you know, and then it says he felt he was unable to play during, despite training for the last two days he won't play against Birmingham. This is now an internal disciplinary matter and the club will make no further comment other than to reiterate that Willie Nonto is not for sale. If you refuse to play because they've refused to sell you, I'm not much of a lawyer, but I think that's putting in a transfer request. <laughs> like... But but the thing is, though, it's just... I, I, I know I'm, I'm saying something here that we all know. It's just it's just proof of, you know, the, the contracts mean nothing, let's face it. They, they mean absolutely nothing. It's, it's a little bit of protection for a club to be able to command a little bit of money. Um, and, and let's face it, ultimately... He will go. There is yeah. no way on earth he's going to be a Leeds United player come end of this window. Um, yeah, I think even if the club want to keep him, um, which I, I do think that they do, they've, they've, why wouldn't they if they can get him on board? And, and let's face it, he's, he's, he's potentially one of the best players in that league. But if you don't want to be there and he's not happy, it's, it's the same old thing, isn't it? You, are you going to run the risk of upsetting a dressing room for the sake of one person? And I know it's wrong, but it's one of them, isn't it? It's not even the dressing room for me at this point. As much there is that bit of my brain wants to go, nah, fuck him, keep him, stick, stick him in the under 18s. Yeah. And just forget about him. He's on a low enough wage that it won't financially cripple the club, but it is a waste yeah. and you just can't do it. And if you take yeah. him in the first team, he's going to get booed. He's going to get booed on and off the pitch. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, I, I still think after just the Shrewsbury game, if he was quite public with his with an apology, I think he could have come back from that. The Birmingham one, yeah. I don't think you can because we were so short going into that game. Just look when you look. We'll talk about it properly in a minute. But when you look at that team, you can see how short we were going into that game. And he's to gone. Be fair, to be fair nah, with him in the. T- to be fair with him in the team, we weren't getting any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it is really frustrating. And then you you kind of add to that the the Sinistera situation of deciding to protect himself. Yeah. Un- unavailable Bucky O'Hare is was the term used. Yes. Um you know it's I, I, the there's a, now that part of me is thinking. You start to question: Is Somerville really injured, or how bad his injury is? And, and obviously, the pictures are one: Somerville and Nanto are clearly very close. And there was the picture of the three of them out getting their hair done last week as well. And there is part you go, don't you do it as well? Come on. Yeah, because I, you know, it's hard to run a fan club of someone if he does something like that. Yeah, I'm some of those biggest fan. He better not do that. Um, let, well, I mean, well, I mean, my fan, my fan, my fan club's ruined. 
Yeah, he's he's away. Jack um, Harrison's gone. Yeah, David from Smudge of it just says we've been put back at, at least three years. All the great work done is gone, and we're a laughing stock of football. I mean, the weird thing is we're not a laughing stock of football because people outside of Leeds haven't yet realised how fucked we've been. <laughs> like, yeah. We, I think the thing is as well. The uh, odds for the West Brom game. We're odds on for that game. I yeah. don't make that. <laughs> no. I mean, the thing is, I mean, like you've like you've just said, uh, from the outside looking in, you look and you think, well, you know, they've got some decent young players there. They've, you know, they've got players like Cresswell, Shackleton, Dan James that have come back from loans. Um, still got Melier. If he's still around, come end up winning, who knows? But, um, but the thing is, like you say, from looking at it as a from a fan's point of view, you, you've just you, we've gone in space of two years from being this entertaining, industrial, everyone's second team in the Premier League, and you know, let's face it, unlucky to be finishing ninth in Premier League to. Just back to shit show that it was, you know, up until five, six years ago. And it's happened so quickly. It's just, it's frightening. It's it's just the same old crap again, isn't it? It's, it's almost like we, we had someone in charge who very specifically didn't want pricks at the football club. And then we got rid of him. And then a load of pricks turned up. Mm. Yeah. And they were all pricks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the th- the thing that's getting me, and, and you know, I'm I'm sure you to the same view of this, but to me, uh, 49ers have come out at the start of this window, said they're going to be very aggressive in this transfer window. You know, they're going to give Daniel Fark a team that's going to be, in their eyes, more than capable of challenging to get straight back up. Now, you know, you. you They've gone on record saying that. Now, they're going to be held accountable for them words. And if, you know, as new owners coming in, to turn around and say something like that, I mean, they're going to have to do a lot very quickly in a very short space of time. But, I mean, you know, I don't know if you have the same opinion, but it's it don't, it, it don't paint them in a good light either so far. Well, it definitely doesn't. Especially, like, there, there is bits of interviews with... Paragmarathy, where he's talked, where he's talked about how the one thing that he was involved with a bit before he fully took over, he did talk about his involvement in contracts a little bit. Mm. So, like, he may have been part of this. Now, uh, Phil Hayes done a piece which is basically saying he has found out for sure it was sort of a trade-off, except the 60 percent wage cut if you go down and you can have these clauses was basically the deal, which is a fucking stupid deal. I, I can live with, like, it sounds like Tyler Adams might be going to Bournemouth now. His re- release clause is 20 million. As much as that 20 million release clause is annoying, I can live with those release clauses. You know, yeah. oh, we signed someone for about 20 million, they're going for about 20 million because they had a release clause. Yeah, that's you know, I can I can live with that. It's this, yeah. you can just leave on loan for the season. I, I don't see how that helps. I know that there is a certain amount that it helps with FFP, PNS because of amortisation and stuff like that, but not nearly to the degree that it's 
hurting the squad. It's it's nowhere near a good trade off. Uh, when we now... should say Sinistera's link is going back to Feyenoord on loan, so we'll have paid twenty odd million to basically have someone on loan for a season. House um, Spurs. Yeah, and then the last one, the last one in this was a bit low down was the Son- was Sonny Perkins because Farker did not talk particularly favourably of him, but he was ill and he was meant to go with the twenty ones the night before and didn't because of his because he was ill. And I want him to pull his finger out a bit because he could get in this side. It's very odd that it seems odd that he was going to go with the 21s. I, I, I suppose it's, it is because it was the day before the game that Willie Nonto decided he wasn't going to go to. It was just before they got on the coach. Yeah. But it, it makes you realize we didn't take any extra. You know, normally there's one or two younger players who sort of travel. Um, and I know, obviously, the under twenty ones being down in Brighton does hamper that somewhat. But the fact that there was no one kept behind at all, and, and we just had an empty space on the bench, and um, two goalkeepers, yeah, and two goalkeepers, and it's sort of looking like Melier might stay because, I mean, one, if we sell him, that's just. Everyone gone. Yeah, I am now leaning towards his days, but because Kepa's gone on loan to Real Madrid for the season, I could still see Chelsea buying him because they just appear to spend money like it's going out of fashion. There is one good thing, at least if Chelsea comes sniffing around, we could just name his price from Elliot and they'll pay it. It's not a problem. We could have 50 million coming our way here with this. Nah, it'll be a loan. We'll have Angus Kinnear playing Tonto and like. For the Lone Ranger. And we... <laughs> obviously with no option to buy. We don't do loans with options to buy. <laughs> um this this whole period has really got me thinking though that we really do need to use the loan market ourselves here. Desperately. Like I, I was looking last night and the fact that you have uh Tommy Doyle James McAtee, Taylor Harwood, Bellis are all still at Man City at the moment. I know Cole, Cole Palmer is. I, I would love Cole Palmer, but Cole Palmer is closer to the first team than they are. If he goes out on loan, it'll be to the Premier League, you would think. Yeah, I mean, but, Le- Leicester have taken one off my list about an hour ago. Uh, Cesare Cassidy from Chelsea, who were top scorer in like the under twenty-one Euros and stuff, and playing brilliantly in midfield. I really wanted us been, to get him, but he's gone to Leicester. Has that been pretty recent, that then? Like an hour ago. Ah, right, yeah. Well, as I said, I'm not saying that. Yeah. So, we do need... Um, we just we need bodies, preferably some slightly taller ones than the ones we have as well, because it's two games now where the, the moment... Jorginho Ruta stepped on and you went, oh my God, he's so much taller than the rest of them. <laughs> the moment well, Dan James chipped that cross over Joe Gellhart's head. Well, I'll say chipped. He smashed it. Absolutely smashed it over his head. Say, um, Dan James doesn't chip it. He doesn't do floating balls in, does Dan James? No. <laughs> Bless him. Well, it's probably good that we've done 20 minutes talking about all the shit that's going on before getting into the game because there won't be a lot to say about the game because this game was god-awful. I like, don't know ab- what you're talking about, Jack. 
that was a historical game that none of us will ever forget. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that all of our magical out of nowhere streams that we don't know where we got them from had the Birmingham I follow commentary. And that guy, fair fucks to him. Like, I, I don't dislike him for it, but he, some of the things he came out with were amazing. And that one at the end, this is a historic day in the history of Birmingham City Football Club. No, it isn't. You you won the League Cup, like, not that long since. <laughs> the, Calm down. <laughs> as, for some potted highlights, the... You know, you know when it, when you hear the stats, it turns out in a in a game, Leo Messi is is on average only on the ball for about a minute, like throughout the period of an of an actual game. It, it turns out Tom Brady was on screen more than Leo Messi was actually on the ball in a single game because <laughs> it would just cut to me like, yeah, t- Tom Brady's there, yeah, still there, still there. Look at those white jeans. Um, I, I think my. Uh, the, the line of his that I I, I really picked upon is um, the atmosphere in this stadium is really something to save you. Mm. Yeah, that's just a bit sweet. The one that really made me laugh was, God, your microphones are shit because you keep talking about how loud it is and you can't hear anything from the crowd. I I really <laughs> liked that their co-commentator just appeared in the second half. And it was Jacques Magoma. Is that who that was? Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> Um, former Leeds trialist, Shaq Magoma. Yeah. Um, um, he just appeared. Is... I don't like, was he just at the stadium and at half time? They went, can you go up to the gantry and we'll, we'll, we'll bung you a hundred quid. Just get yourself up there. Yeah, at, the right. start the, at the start of the half, he did say joining me for the second half is so like, I think it really was that. <laughs> it was so um, odd. Wait, again, we're getting distracted by stuff because nothing happened in this game basically until the end. Both teams shite. Like, oh, it was a yeah. dreadful game of football. It was a dreadful game. There was four decent players on the pitch. Maybe no, five actually. Three for them, two for us. Ampadu and Gray played pretty well. Ampadu especially. Dion Sanderson was very good at the back for Birmingham. And Siriki Dembele was the best player on the pitch. But he was up against Luke Ayling, so we have to grade on a curve. Because, like, it, Dembele versus Ayling was a nightmare. And... um. Ethan Laird at right back for them, did fine throughout and then won a penalty at the end. So you'd have to say he had a decent game. But Byram had a decent chance heading from a corner. They had a really good chance headed wide from a corner and one other break. That was it. And then Dembele cuts inside, crossfield ball, Ethan Laird running onto it, corner at penalty area, no real danger. Dan James tears his back, runs straight into him, gives away a penalty. And from five yards away, I'm shouting, don't foul him. Like you could see what he was going to do. Just, just tuck, it, tuck inside, Dan. Just tuck inside. <sighs> it was such a stupid thing to do. This is what gets me, and it's it's not just for us. I mean, the amount of needless penalties that are given away, and like KC's just said, sh- show him away from goal. Just you you tell him where you want him to go. You, there's no need for that to happen, and. It's not. It's every other week, in it, that you see it across across all the games, and you just think this is day one stuff. This, you know, it's easy stuff. If 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 I'd have done that, you know, on the Sunday league, you'd be thinking, what are you playing at? It's yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> one good. Just just a lack of 
footballing intelligence there. But just the game itself, it was so poor. Chat. And d- then d- describing the classiest way possible, really, really judge it up a bit, the quality of the penalty. I mean, it went in. <laughs> Straight down the middle, hit Melier's leg. It went in. You're like, could you not even? Can we not even have a decent penalty? Yeah, it was such like a bad send, game. Send him the wrong way. Put it in a corner. No. Do you know but what got me at all? I didn't realise you, Lukas Jukovic, was still going. I've not heard his name mentioned genuinely for what seems like six, seven years. If we wouldn't have done the podcast before the game, I think I'd have been the same. But obviously, yeah. I, I saw it then. But because I, I was saying they have the sort of big shit house strikers that'll cause us problems. Scott Hogan, Lucas Jukovic. Yeah. And I don't mind it. Well, literally all he did, wasn't it, when he came on? Came on, got the penalty. It was, his, it was his first touch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I suppose things to like pick out of the game. There really isn't much. As I say, I thought that the midfield two did okay. Perveda tried. But the the thing that I will pick out is we came into this and the one thing we were picking out in pre-season was, God, our, look at our wingers. If we can even keep hold of most of them or half of them, we should be in such a strong position. And then to the, in that game, we're playing Jamie Shackleton on the right wing. Yeah. And I'm sorry, look, I like Jamie Shackleton, but he, is, he shouldn't be in the team in centre-mid. He definitely shouldn't be in it on the right wing. Yeah, we, he, could, say, he could be at right back at this point. Well, I mean, I probably would have him over railing, but there's a guy on the bench who would have over both of them. Um, Leo Kielder. Yeah. Well, yeah, and play Byron right back. Yeah, I would. No, 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 invert your wing backs. <laughs> um, but I, I think the main disappointment they had out of the game, other than Dan James being wasteful, but we knew that, I thought Gellart was so ineffective. You could have one of them where you could have forgot he was playing. I think it's one of them with Gellar. It for me, he didn't he didn't really do much to impress me pre season. What I saw of him with a couple of games that I saw, and um, up to press so far, he's not really um, again. He ain't doing himself any favors. Is another one, but um, for me, it's a big year for him this year because he got shipped out last year. Did okay from what I gather at Sunderland. But he's coming back and, you know, this really should be his... He should be looking at this and thinking, right, I am literally, at the minute, the striker. And when he's turning performances in like that... And it's not all his fault, granted, I know. But, yeah, he's not he's not doing a lot to help himself with another one that's, um, yeah, not really doing all for himself. No, I am he, needs to, he needs to take this chance desperately. Like, yeah. if if not now, then when? Well, that's, this is the thing. I mean, how old is he now, Gellar? 21? When I think 21, that old chap. I, I think so, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to reserve a little bit of judgment on this until we have something of a settled team. Be- yeah. Because, that, because yeah, right, that... right now, like you say, in, in these two games he's played... Um, you know, you're reliant on a 17-year-old coming up with a bit of magic to create something. Yeah. Because 
you know, the, 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 the wide players, one of them has no end product, so the other one's not a wide player at all. Um, you know, it's... If you... I, I'd like to think if you had him in a team where you're looking maybe more at Somerville and Ruter as, as your as your wide players, or even Ruter as your centre-forward and, and Gelhart on the right, that I think he'd probably be a lot more effective in that. Um, I'm hoping to see Ruter up front against West Brom. It, I think it's probably what you're going to do. I'm still holding on to the, the fact that like whilst the team is as it is, he is a centre-forward. I, I think if, if we were to get a striker in, I think he probably moves out out to yeah. the right hand side, but um, yeah, it's it's that thing now of what we got still uh, fifteen days or whatever it is till the end of the transfer window now, yeah. and you need to see four, five, six players in. Yeah, F- five is like a minimum number. I mean, I think it's it's said a lot of. Um... It said a lot about our lack of ideas that we finished the game with Joe Roden up front. I, I, mean, I mean, big well striker Joe Roden. Yeah. Keith um, Moore, the centre back, you know. I, I, I think that Alex Benningson is listening to this podcast as our outsider's perspective who's going in. And he did send me a message earlier with uh, Leeds to win 2 1 as his prediction for the game. So I'll just put this on screen. I want to change my prediction 2 1 West Brom. Uh, it's before kickoff, so that's fine. Um, I think he's listened to us talk about Leeds for half an hour and thought, hang on, what was I thinking having them to win? Um, I mean, um, obviously, in our pre-season predictions, he dropped on with uh, Lapetega being the first manager to go up before a ball had even been kicked. Hmm. Uh, so that's why I'm very hopeful of uh, his prediction to Brackpom as a leading goal scorer not to come in and the hope that he joins Brighton and sort of pay back for that one. Well, I had De Bruyne most assists. He's out for four months. So... <laughs> yeah, totally dropped, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, a genuine question is whether this guy will be on the bench for the next game after it. The under-21 started their season with a 4-2 win at Brighton. Luca Thomas with a hat-trick. Um, Martin Spencer got another one, a good goal late on. Uh, Brighton went down to 10 men at 2 all, which was also caused by Luca Thomas tear-assing round, pressing well, winning the ball back, and getting brought down when he was throwing goal. Um, it is absolutely ridiculous that is that it's even thought about at this point. It shouldn't be getting anywhere near it. But if we have no forwards, like he might well end up on the bench. Uh, unfortunately, the next under-21s game is also on Friday night at the exact same time as the Leeds game, and they're away at Scum. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the key bit of information we need here that I, I cannot find right now is how tall is he? Not that. Is, is he above 5 foot 10? I think he's taller than, he's taller than Joffe, but not. I don't think by much. <laughs> It's just that look <laughs> in the little sigh from everyone there. Went, oh, great. <laughs> but no, I think... Okay, Zach Farker, get Eddie Gray, get, let's put the kids in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think we we team we couldn't stay at minute and just lack of numbers. Just, why not? Why not have him on bench, you know? If it's, 
the, the under twenty ones are not our priority at the moment. If he if he is a striker that looks like he can do something, he's probably worth having on the bench. He may well end up on the bench. Um, it was a good start though. Glad to see them win. And the under 18 started with a six one win at Stoke. A hat trick for Leighton Brown, so he's on the bench as well. Uh, and Leighton two... Brown. <laughs> And uh, two goals for Finlay Gorman, who is still a month shy of his 15th birthday. Bloody hell. Bench. <laughs> First team. Get him in. Get writing to his school. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Vincent the We can we get can Archie Gray in there as the experienced dead to mentor him. It'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> I, I am vastly concerned, by the way, at the fact that I think we can all agree he probably shouldn't be playing every week. No, but he's, he's, very, but he's yeah, very quickly he's made himself the creative linchpin of this team. Yeah. We've had three games and he's played basically 300 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He, like, we can't, we can't do as good as he is, and you know the potential for him to be even better. You, you can't expect a 17-year-old kid, no matter how good he is, to go for a 46-game season and. You know, pin all your hopes on him. It's not fair, is it? Well, luckily, you can get players back from injury and that might help. Like Jack Harrison, when he comes back, oh. Um, so, yeah, Do Jack Harrison... Back, Jack? There is, there's no option to buy. He will be back. <laughs> yeah, Jack Harrison on loan to Everton for the season. Yeah, that'll help us. Uh, <laughs> right, the... All the clauses are stupid, but to give that clause in fucking April, how <laughs> fucked were we in April? And we still gave them that clause. I honestly, they they really there ought to be some fucking jail time for these contracts. <laughs> it's it, so it's stupid. Just, it's just pure business negligence at this point. It's it's almost like you're trying to deliberately tank a company. What, did we get the bloke from Enron? <laughs> what what were we doing? <laughs> so yeah, he's he's gone there. Been given the number eleven shirt, which I'm sure was news to Damari Gray, who hasn't left yet. <laughs> Can we have him? I was going to say, I've turned Damari Gray. Can we do like a loan exchange? Like I I would happily have him on loan. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We're going to get the only real concrete link is Glen Kamara, but that's been around all summer and hasn't moved on. No. Graham Smith has said that there is a bid in for an unnamed striker. No one knows who it is. I hope it's Cameron Archer, but big Matt Smith, <laughs> bring him home. That'd be the dream for you, that wouldn't it? I'd be <laughs> so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's. Like I said, there's, there's just there are good young players out there, and we need some of them. So go get them. I mean, that's the thing in in, in this league as well. You, you can't. Nobody can sit there and tell me that we 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 couldn't attract some of these players. It's you know, take away the bias. It's Leeds United, and they're going to be playing most of the time. You can't tell me that any young player that's you know looking to get a bit of game time won't be up for that. It just it baffles me why we no. don't seem to be able to. It's fair to argue that any player that would go that is willing to go to 
Leicester would also be willing to go to Leeds. Yeah. It's like, it's not a, oh, they should definitely pick Leeds, but like that's similar yeah. size of club now. Yep. Like, yeah, if yeah. they're in for them, then we have a chance. That's why I'm, that's why I'm so, if Cassidy had gone to a Premier League club, I wouldn't have been annoyed at all. But because he's gone to someone in the Championship, I'm annoyed because we should have been all over that. And there's several yeah. players like that that are going to Championship clubs where I keep thinking, well, they'd currently walk into our team. Um, there is one last transfer thing which is a bit weird. Leo Yelda is back being linked with a move to Salonitano in Italy, uh, which has been happening on and off all summer. And he, he has had a rough start to the season. I, w- oh, I would be shocked that these rumors are still around. <laughs> I would be absolutely furious just because one, I still think he might, I still think he can be a good player, but more than that, we still haven't got a left back, and um, he's like the closest thing we've got to one. And we're going to get rid of him as well. Take out the left back part. We need bodies. Yeah. <laughs> we just have the bodies to give away. Like it's. I haven't. You imagine if Stuart Dallas were fit at the minute. I think he'd be the first person to start a game and have to cover four positions. They'd just no, have him on the... If you'd have have his face in about four different positions. You know, in Scrubs, when they put Turk on the cover of the yearbook twice. Yeah. yeah. That's our starting left, left back what? and centre mid, Stuart Dallas. Huh? <laughs> Would it be like the Michael Brown one? Number one is Stuart Dallas. Number two is Stuart Dallas. <laughs> yes, but I would be much happier with a team of Stuart Dallas. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd have loved the team of Michael Brown. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're a violent bastard, Concannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of speaking of which, it, it recently uh, came up that it was the the anniversary of the infamous uh, Leeds Chef Wednesday game, and uh, the 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 songs that were going around about David Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> one to one, one, one that one that uh, one of us on this podcast shared that shall not be named about uh, him being the music man. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, he started it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think for legal reasons, we'll just move on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to West Brom on Friday night. Um, oh, my God, we're in trouble. Yeah, they they got beat 2-1 by Blackburn on opening day, then got beat 2-1 by Stoke in the League Cup, beat Swansea 3-2 at the weekend. They switched to a 3-4-3 for the Swansea game, but that might have just been because Swansea had two up top. So they may well just go back to one Looking at West Brom's squad, it's not amazing, but it's solid right through. Uh, like I, I've always liked Semi Ajayi. I, when he went for there from Rotherham, I wanted us to sign him because he was only a couple of million. I still think we should have done at the time because he'd have been a good player to have around. Cedric Kipper is okay at the back. They played Eric Peters as like left centre-back in that, but I think he's... Less likely to start. It seems like Kyle Bartley has dropped out of the starting lineup. That Daniel Furlong right back's pretty good. Um, Nat Chalibur and that okay, you in the middle of midfield. That's pretty decent as well. Connor Townsend's a good left back. Uh, in the last game, they didn't actually start with a proper number nine. They had like Jed Wallace and uh, John Swift behind Matt Phillips, but uh, Josh Magic came on off the bench who's another one off the list of, well, if he's on a free, I'd have definitely had him. Um, 
yeah, they, it's a good squad, but not a great one. But when you look at our options now, I'd say it looks better than ours. Definitely more rounded. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's quite funny seeing John Swift in this team, given the, the, the talk that surrounded him when he got down to the final six months of his contract with Reading. Because um, I think that was the point when we were all clamouring to sign him just if for no other reason than to have a centre mid. Um, yeah, him and he's also, and I believe he's still not played at Forest, Lewis O'Brien. Did he get released? Didn't he go to MLS? For a yeah, bit? He, went on, he went on loan, but he's back now. Right. Because um, he was playing with Matthias Clip. Yeah, I got to say, he went to DC United, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a good player, Swift. I just, I'm assuming, I, I, even if, whether it's a three or the four, I think that they will play a proper striker against us because you need to against our defenders. Which will probably be magic, but they have got that Brandon Thomas Asante as well, and he's pretty good. Uh, for our team, do you, like, there isn't anyone really. I mean, if Rutter's fit, do you, do you think he comes back in at nine? Yeah. <laughs> He probably has to, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, normal circumstances, you'd be, you'd be nailed on to be on the bench, wouldn't you? But I think date with bodies on ground at the minute, I think he needs to come back in if he's fit and able to. Yeah, maybe drop, maybe that drops Gelhart into the three behind Shackleton drops out. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I think Byron will keep his place. Strauk will. Do you think it'll be? Do you think Rodon will start ahead of Cresswell for this one? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one for me. That um, I think eventually he will be in the first team. Or Rodon, we haven't signed someone like that to play backup. But um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I'd be happy with either or. But I think he'll probably start with Rodon. To be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think Roden will start this. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I think Roden probably comes in. Um, I, I certainly think at the moment, while we look like we're struggling in attack, we, we need to be as solid as we can in defence. And I think if you've got Roden, Strauch and, and Ampadu as kind of that central three, I think I think that's a fairly solid... You know, I mean, at this point, there's every chance Charlie Cresswell becomes a makeshift striker, but... Um, He's a big lad and get some balls in there to him. Yeah. And I, be- I believe he used to take pens for under 18s. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and the only other one is I think Ailing will start, but if he's fit, can Cody Drama start, please? Yes, it's, it's not looking fit, good. Again, if, he, if he's fit and able to, then mm. yeah. Because, look. I feel bad point saying it again because we've said it on a lot of podcasts over the last few months. I love Luke Hill and he's been a tremendous servant to the club, but he just isn't what he was anymore. There was a stat going round, and it was like in his career, he has played like 3,000 more minutes than James Milner. Really? Because he's just, every team he's been at, he's been playing week in, week out, 90 minutes every week. So I'm not surprised that his legs are going maybe a year or two younger than you'd expect. Wait, he's probably. I think, I think we need to leave 
I think we need to leave this Luke Hale in talk here. I'm, I'm welling up here. He's one of my boys, yeah. Luke Hale. <laughs> None well, of us wanted like... it to be this way. No. But I feel like if he was on the bench and coming on for 20 minutes, that he wouldn't, this wouldn't yeah. be happening. No, no, probably, you'd be, yeah, he'd be all over that. It could probably give you a good 20, 30 minutes. I just don't think he can give you that 90 anymore. Yeah. Um, the, only, the other options, I suppose, are you get Gray back into 10 because he's looked actually good on the ball and like he might create something. And you can put Shackleton or JB or Lewis Bate in there alongside Ampadu. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm back to I know Jerry had a shocker, but. I'm just not enthusiastic about any of it. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think. <sighs> The, the more I think about it, the more it probably makes sense to to go with Shackleton in, and Ampadu and Gray at 10. Um, and then but, I've got Pervedo and Dan James. Yeah. Because I'm I'm working under the assumption that Nonto won't play, Sinistero won't play, some of them won't play. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, we've got to go with that, haven't we, at the minute? Yeah. Get Keenan Carroll in. Uh, a good assist for the fourth goal for the 21s. Yeah. Keen and Carroll. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Um, I, I'm sorry for going so negative so early, but I've got us losing this one now. Uh, I'm holding out for a one all draw. I'm remaining ever optimistic. 1 0 late. 1 0 win. Cool. Uh, obviously, none of us got out for Burian because. Me and Alex had draw. Had, had a draw. You two had us winning. I think that was the last of the optimism, except for Connie. But Connie is relentlessly optimistic when it comes to Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not like if we're awful on Friday, he will be pessimistic as fuck on Saturday. But by Monday, he'll <laughs> start. That was said before. It's the hope. It, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You just, I'm sorry, but you look at that squad that we played in the last game, and it is nowhere near. Uh, this is paraphrasing like a tweet I saw about it, but it was, I mean, it was what a keeper that got dropped in a relegation battle, a right back who most people didn't think were in the team, a guy who was out on loan at right centre back, a left centre back who ended up getting dropped a fair bit, a left back who was out injured and couldn't get in the Norwich side. Midfield of Premier, a player who was playing in the 21s and a guy who got relegated of a, and only played half the games. A right winger who couldn't get in as a centre mid at Millwall that often. Um, a 10 who was out on loan at Blackpool and didn't set the world alight. Left winger who was out on loan at least in the Premier League. A mid-table um, Premier League player. Yeah. And Joffe up top, who, when he played as a nine for Sunderland, did okay, but not great. If you looked at that without the names and it's just this is what they were all doing last season, you wouldn't think that's a team that's just come down from the Premier League. You'd think that's a team that was in the bottom half of the Championship last year. Yeah. Mm. So they, they have got two weeks and they need what, like, I, I reckon five is a minimum. Because we're probably going to lose. Five is a minimum just to, 
it's like we've, we've touched on it earlier. It's a forty-six game year, uh, season, sorry, year season, and um, you, you need the numbers. I mean, we can't be going into this with one or two people in a you know for most positions. Not when we've got the injury records. We've got you know we've got Bamford who's good for an injury. We've got Cooper who picks up injuries because of how he plays. You know, we've got there's, there's enough players in that team that are, you know, it's been proved over years that they get injured a fair mm. bit, and we can't be going through a 46 game season without the numbers. It's not going to happen, is it? No. And that it, I, it needs to be soon. I didn't realise up until the Birmingham game how much I missed Sam Greenwood. <laughs> I never thought I would hear you. This is what it comes to. Like, I like Sam Greenwood, but God, he strolls into this team. <laughs> yeah, it's just it is kind of a perfect storm. But like the the bits with all the injuries, that's really annoying. But ah, fuck it. It's just everything with the way it's been run. I just am furious at it. Uh, and how West Brom are nearly 3-1 to one for this match is beyond me. And I ended up, as soon as the team news came out at 2 o'clock against Birmingham, I ended up back in Birmingham just because the price was massive. And I could see the same happening again on Friday. And I don't want to, but I might end up doing. Um, I believe that's every... I, I will just quickly open Phil Hayes' Twitter before we say bye, just in case, because you never know. Yeah, nothing. Cool. So, uh, yeah, have we, is that everything covered, guys, do you reckon? I think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Probably right. that's enough as it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll go drink after this. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do us for episode 227 at Mike White's podcast. I've been Jack. See you. I'm Casey. Have a good one. I've been Connie. See you all soon. In a bit. <laughs>